Hey guys, Dennis Rogers here. Um, we have for you, our Front Porch listeners, our very special Gen Con live episode that we've been sort of teasing for the last couple weeks. Um, we are publishing it now, a week after Labor Day, so that Michael and I can have that holiday weekend to spend with our families. Um, yeah, this is our uh, live recording we did on the front porch, the physical front porch of our uh, Gen Con Airbnb. Um, it's kind of a roundtable discussion. We go around and ask questions, get feedback on the uh, Saturday evening of Gen Con. We're all kind of exhausted. Uh, Michael is under the weather, so very difficult to uh, to hear and understand. The audio quality is not great, um, but if you're interested in our you know live, in-the-moment uh, reactions and impressions to Gen Con, uh, enjoy. All right, welcome to our the front porch on an actual front porch live Gen Con 2018. Uh, so far, we don't know if people will join or, or, or leave at any point. We're going going super chaos mode tonight, but as always, I'm joined by Michael, who's been sick. I think he's got strep throat or something. His voice is gone. He's not. It's not serious. I'm dying. He's, sound like he's, he's got slowly dying every I'm, day. I'm not a new guest. Uh, I do and, sound like I listen to myself recording this. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got our good buddy Fox with us again. Good to be here. And uh, my brother, David Rogers. Can't believe you said that almost with a question mark. Let me try and get your gauge. Yeah, I know. Uh, I just got a really busy schedule. <laughs> <laughs> You're so in demand. So, so much work. So much work to do. How much time? But you're so many. You know, so many podcasts. Yeah. So yeah. All the, all the obligations that I have. Let everybody know that David works at NASA. David does work for a, a NASA contractor. National Aeronautics and Space Administration. It's a fun anecdote. Anytime I have an opportunity to drop it. Do a lot of people think it's National Air and Space? I actually don't talk to a lot of people about the acronym. I imagine a lot of people don't know it's an acronym. <laughs> oh, I, think it's an acronym. Yeah. I, haven't, I haven't thought about that. I think a lot of the people I work with don't know what the acronym stands for. Hey, or it's all those that person. Air and C, or is it just Aeronautics. Air and air aeronautics. Aeronautics and space. Aeronautics. Oh, what is aeronautics? Aeronautics space administration. But it's Air different than aeronautics. Yes, aeronautics, 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 is, aeronautics is, is, is the ships is in space. Aeronautics is air, I mean, ships in the air. Yes. air aero engineering. Yes. Because so you're not just any, studying any air, air. You're air. trying to move through it. Yeah, any <laughs> air or space travel with a vehicle is aeronautics. It's supposed to like NOAA. It's the weather. NOAA. Oh, I thought you meant no, oh, like, like the biblical reference. He did not know what's going on with the weather. <laughs> 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 he actually, he seemed to be pretty old. sure he was a contractor. What up, man? He was a boat maker. Look, can we have Pat walk through? Awesome. Ship, ship ride. Oh, man. <laughs> After the ark, Noah built a spicy catamaran. Spicy catamaran? What's a spicy catamaran? I don't know, man. I'm not Noah. Noah clutches you off the universe. Noah. So, you guys were both, I don't know whether this is noteworthy at all, but you guys were the, the two who flew in for, yes, for right. this yeah. for this event. So, I imagine you're 
your main priority or whatever, like thing you want to you want to get out of the weekend is to hang out with you know Bloomington people that you no. don't see as often anymore. No, not, not really. That you're gone. No, that's not accurate at all. It's not really a. No. a, a, a yeah, I don't actually, know where my question okay, so was for that, is, but so so. We'll, we'll take that as red, and then so what was what were your priorities? What were you hoping to get out of the con secondarily? So this is what I love about Gen Con, Dennis. It's the idea that you can come together, and there are all these different great mechanisms for engagement. Mm. And by that I mean the tabletop games. And there's mm-hmm. so many different kinds of tabletop games here. Some people so many. you want to sit down with and think it through. Some people you just want to laugh through. Some people you want to bluff through. I love the idea that Gen Con has something for everybody, and for someone like myself, I love having a vehicle to interact with all the different styles and personalities that are my friends, now, and that's why I love it. Now, you could do a lot of events, though, right? Like, typically, yeah. you do, like, an event a day? I do, but I make sure I do it with somebody. I mean, that's my but own personality. With somebody that you know. Yeah, someone who I, I have a close friendship with, or they think I'm friends with. Now, wait, that used to do... Events all the time. Tournaments? Like you've done lots of events. The tournaments. This year, uh, have you done a lot? I did more variety of things than I've done in the past this year. This year? So I did, because I used to mostly do Heroescape, and I didn't do any Heroescape this year. And why not? Yeah. Uh, we were doing other things. So I was in with all the other stuff we did with the, the True Dungeon and the oh, yeah. Star Trek Adventures and the other events that we had had. Oh, we did the Bridge Simulator. We did the bridge simulator, oh, yeah. so I did a bunch of stuff that normally I would have probably been in Heroescape during that, and I just didn't. Plus, I just lose at Heroescape anyway. <laughs> 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 it became became a less less uh, enjoyable experience. I've I've just dead games. So. Yeah, but I saw like they're still selling a lot of crap. Yeah, I see it on the floor. They used to buy all the boxes out of of Heroescape. Are you sure you're not thinking of Hero Clicks? No, no, Hero's Cake. Okay. People just liquidating their collections. Oh, I saw a Marvel one. I know Marvel's not playable. Yeah, people still use the the terrain. The terrain was really good. Yeah, use it for other things. See, I've got a similar situation. I've got a similar story to Pat in that I started at Gen Con with a specific uh, game. You used to play Hero Clicks. Hero Clicks in this this case. That's the only reason I started coming to Gen Con, what, some six, seven years ago with a different group. How long have you been coming? I mean, we came like a year or two after I started, and he missed. No, he didn't miss last year. Andrew did. So Dennis, yeah, yeah, your other brother and our brother Andrew. (laughs) Your other brother. brother. I don't 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 claim that one. We used to just come with Steve, another a buddy of ours, and we would come to play HeroClix. And Dennis was just here with his Bloomington pals that we didn't know. They're the worst. Those alcoholic guys. And so um, after a few years, Steve started to pull out, and Andrew didn't get into HeroClix anymore. So I started letting go of HeroClix. I got more involved with the guys from Bloomington, and now the dynamic and my motivation for coming to Gen Con has completely changed from, you know, my original motivation. All right. So do you still play games here? I play games. I mean, I don't play any here. I haven't played here for in probably two or three years right. now. Besides here, how else can you go and play games? Like, I'll come and play. I'll demo. I'll demo a lot of the same games the rest of the group is interested in. I don't have a community in Florida. Um, yeah. 
that likes to play games, like the group here in Bloomington does. So there's not a, there's not a, a, a motivation for me to go demo and buy games to bring home for the people at home. So I'll come right. and play games you guys want to play, and I might buy a couple maybe my wife and I want to play. But my ultimately, wife. My wife. <laughs> ultimately, my gaming time and my gaming experience takes place... <laughs> my wife. <laughs> my gaming experience takes place here at Gen Con, and that's really... You know, other than family get-togethers, that's that's it for the year. Your your big your big gaming experience. Well, I consider it as a family get-together. It's just a family I choose. Yeah. yeah, it's like I see my. this is a family. I mean, we all. I don't. Right. I don't. My favorite people. weird cousin. I, I thought you said a family with issues. And our <laughs> our, our our two our two kind of grumpy uncles, Pat and Chris. <laughs> yeah, but one Chris of them's really cool. One of them's really grumpy. <laughs> So can I ask you a question? Yes, so you played a lot of games this sure. year. I think a good question to ask that I think a lot of our, what your listeners would want to know is what's the best new game you played this year? Maybe it wasn't new to Gen Con, but something you were introduced to that you thought was excellent. I really enjoyed a game by uh, by AEG, uh, Alderaan Entertainment. Alderaan. Alderaan Entertainment. Dennis might have to help me with the name. Alderaan is gone. Alderaan is destroyed. R.I.P. Got blowed up. Dennis might have to help me with the name. Is it Mystic Veil? Mystic Veil. Yeah. Tell us about it. Oh, yeah. It's a deck builder like a lot of the others. There's a mechanic where the cards that you purchase to add to your deck, rather than being standalone cards, are transparent and are added with the use of sleeves onto your existing cards. The deck doesn't grow... But the powers on your your existing cards grow. So yeah, it's, the, it's, it's different. I've it's talked about yeah, yeah. You like overlay that's cool. In sleep. I've talked about custom heroes, which is a game that uses a similar mechanic. I think the creator calls it the card crafting system. Mm. Yeah, which is, and I think I think age at least so far is the only company doing it that way. There's an Gloom. older game. There's an older game, Gloom, that has the same oh, like yeah. transparent card oh, aspect, I that. but it doesn't. You, you're not like handling those cards; they're just in a pile yeah. on the table. Yeah, I love that. I mean, I love that whole thing. But your crappy cards we talked about earlier, mm. deck colors, you just make them better. It's yeah. a different. It was uh, actually when we sat down to play the game. I go, I go, hey, man, this these cards are already sleeved. We don't gotta buy sleeves, please. <laughs> and I'm like, we lay these cards over like that's, gloom. That's always a plus. And of course, I mean, it took me five, ten minutes, like an idiot. Oh, we stick these cards inside the sleeve, <laughs> and then we don't got to fool with it them anymore. That takes a lot of intelligence to win. Yeah, and you have to be really good at knowing games. And That's why you won, Mike. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, my strategy in that game was awful. What about what about you, Fox? What was your your mo- favorite, most noteworthy new new or new to you? Yeah, uh, for me it was Petrocore, um, and I don't Petro- know that word. Core? Petrocore um, is coming from the same studio that developed Tricarian uh, okay. and Moa. Um, Tetracore is a game where you are a, you're basically a cloud. The dynamic is, or the mechanism is, you are trying to make it rain um, on on your crop. Literally. Yes, literally. Not not like what they're doing. No, 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 not at all. And the idea is you're being strategic about where you place your cloud over what crop, and are you going to turn into a thunderstorm, and how much rain are you going to produce, because you're trying to get victory points by way of growing crops and harvesting them. Really interesting. That's a, I mean, at least a theme that it's I've unique. never heard before. Yes. and I really bought into it. I thought it was clever, it was fun, it made me smile. Um, <laughs> so that was my favorite game of the con. What about you? Uh, yeah. 
Oh, for me? Um, I don't know. I played a lot of existing games. Um, it's a little, a little bit of a tough... Um, you know, one game you played me, I'd like to hear about? You aim for Pat. What did you guys think of the bridge simulator that you played? I was... I was a little. Yeah, your name. I was a little disappointed in that experience. <laughs> I was as well. I yeah. was too. That was. Uh, it, it was. It had some nice concepts to it, but it took so long to get started, and it. We did skip the tutorial, which probably didn't help. I think because Mike and I did the other com company's bridge simulator the the year previous. Explain to me really quick what I mean. What the bridge simulator is. So if you picture the the bridge of the Starship Enterprise, sure. right? And there, everybody has a station, sure. and the stations do different things, or even, you don't have, you don't even have to go space, it's just like a like a submarine, or anything and things that actually exist. Um, everyone has a, when we did it last year, we had touch screens, this year we had laptops with uh, a stylus. Sure. Um, you have a screen, and you you have certain things you can do and certain information you have. And it's different for every person. The one we, Mike and I played last year was um, the, the captain didn't have a screen. The captain just got, uh, he got information told him from the other stations and then would make decisions and give direction. They're so much better. And so, like, you know, one person's tactile, one person's helm, or, uh, stuff like that. This one we played this year, the captain is sort of the pilot. He has a joystick and his own... I think because I didn't think Fox was pilot, was, like, commanding. I think Fox was... I, no, I was, I was a true pilot, not a captain. Yeah, I remember him past the time, he was like, where do you guys want me to go? And then he kept, I kept telling him to slow down and stuff, and he was, like, reacting constantly. Yeah, and so... I mean, it's, you maybe felt that way, but I there's know no, um, it wasn't. Yeah. So maybe there's there's not so much of the like captain crew mentality. It's more of a more of a um, like truly cooperative situation. And maybe that's why we were rudderless most of the time. You know, we kept looking across the table at Pat and Dennis to like for direction because we kept yeah, like rather than, rather than leadership, calm. there was a true balanced. It was. I have to say, in, in its defense, I feel like the. Um, Collaboration was hot. We're supposed to be hot. We all had to right. rely on one another. But the we we spent was, a lot of time just trying to figure out how the stuff stuff worked, right. and, the, and the technology with the projector and the yes. and the screen was very if, unimpressive. If it was, if it was excellent, if the execution and the visualization was spot on, I think we would have enjoyed it because I think mm -hmm. the the idea behind it around you have to as the engineer, you know, control your own power, and you have to correspond with the um, you know navigation and things like that I think there's a good idea in there but the the, the visuals and special effects were just awful it's really interesting to me I've never I've ne I've never been a big Star Trek nerd I obviously understand the role the captain plays and I've never done the bridge simulator um, so it's surprising to me that there wasn't an, an obvious captain role yeah I, I think the one we did last year was supposed to be more like emulating the Star Trek world where this one this one maybe was supposed to be something more like Firefly or I mean even Firefly has a clear 
captain and they're not all on the bridge, so maybe that's a poor example, but um, like a like a pirate crew or something, you know, yeah. Eve Online or like you know those pirates that don't have captains. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I can't. Yeah. I, can't that's, I that's, actually can't think of a sci-fi. That's that my doesn't point, have but a, it surprises a, an authority me. Structure I wasn't like involved, that. like a ship without a captain. You know, it's a real, right. it's a real tropey kind of saying. But um, right, I will say that I wish that you guys could have played what we played last year. Yeah. that was. Well, I think I would like to do that because yeah. I saw the pictures from it for the experience, and so much better. You guys seemed to really enjoy the roles, and there was a little bit more. And it wasn't. They did not. Interface they, they did also did have a training kind of situation at the beginning. They did, but we skipped it. Yeah. that's what I said at the beginning. What were you going to say, Pat? No, I was just saying that the that my comment on it was that there wasn't any kind of coherent story. We didn't have. We didn't know what we were doing. Supposed. To yeah. Yeah. Right. Just like just ships coming. Hunt, hunt down any ships that are red and shoot them. Yeah. Like, so if it were part of the, if it were, if it were the battle simulation. For our Star Trek Adventures game, I think that would be really interesting mm. to have it interspersed where you have when you're doing ship combat instead of rolling dice in that case, then you're doing that. But for other things, that would be cool. Yeah, you're that would be doing, cool. uh, You're doing the the, the role playing game and rolling dice. And stuff. Man, we should change our Star Trek Adventures thing. Mm-hmm. Then you know, Dennis has this cool combat. Uh, uh, the, the, the like sounds of us playing a bridge simulator, I'm sure, would make great podcast <laughs> material. But if I, and I, I didn't, for me, I don't know if I, uh, I played Dungeon Draft. I mean, I know I won that, so it's D- hard. Dun- hard Dungeon hard. Draft is one of the, I didn't, so it, it's hard for me to come up with what is my favorite, because I didn't play that many new games. We played three games at the AEG booth, um, or a big game night event last night. Uh, Mystic Vale, as David mentioned, um, was really good. I, I spent most of the game frustrated because I had a, had a poor strategy. We also played a game called War Chest. War Chest. Oh yeah, let's get into this kind of War Chest business. Kind of a different, you were there last night, like, you were like this. it was, it was sort of a frustrating experience. I mean, I ended up winning, so it's hard for me to to really judge it. I didn't love it, but I liked a lot of things about it. It's it's not first time player friendly, so that uh, kind sure. of yeah. Okay. Right, so um, and we played Istanbul, which was good, but. Dungeon Draft, Mike and I played, um, and I liked that more than I expected to. It's it's short, it's fixed to four rounds, it's draft instead of deck builder, so it's, it's, I mean, I play so many deck builders, it was kind of a nice change of pace. I'd like to play Just a, a nice, small um, um, card, you know, card drafting and playing game that has the same kind of snowballing effect of a, of a deck builder. Because right. you are sort of building Absolutely. a board, right. but it's not a deck, it stays out. You know, you're building an engine, right? Okay. Just like you do in so many deck builders. What about you, Mike? Well, so, I, what I want to talk about real quick is, I think David kind of brought it up, we went to the AEG, this company, AEG Big Game Night this yep. year. You guys have been before, I've never been. Mm-hmm. Um, I've heard mixed reviews on what this thing is, and Fox, I do think that you like it. But it's, it's, the reason I, it's the reason I say that is because I got to play like four new games that were 30 to 40 minutes a piece maybe as, as long as they went um, in a span of back to back to back. Um, they were small, quick games that were kind of fun and I paid 30 bucks. And then for it I got $120 worth of games as well. For yeah, full full retail. It's um, 
without without getting too much into the the, the whole story, we my brothers and I really enjoyed Smash Up for many years, yeah. and uh, AEG is the publisher of that game. And we heard about somebody right. had said they're they're big game night, and it's something that the tickets for sell out pretty quickly. It's uh, this year it was thirty two, and I think last year it was pretty close, or the you know whatever four years ago it was pretty close to that. They're like, if you get generics, uh, generic tickets, you can you know wait in line. If people don't show, they may let more people in, and. So we did that. It was for, sort of a big commitment of time because we got in line like an hour before the event started. And, but we did end up getting in and we basically got that box and went back to the loft where everyone was playing games. I don't think we even stayed and played games. Sure. And then the following year, we tried to do that, but they were not accepting generics. We were like, we'll stay just in case. And so we stood in line for an hour for nothing. And so it was even more of a negative experience. Last year we didn't bother, and then this year, because I was doing so much event preparation, um, I asked you and, and Andrew, you know, whether, you know, whether we should try to do this, the one, you know, give it one more shot. Sure. And you're like, if you can get all three tickets, then we'll do it. And then Mike, Mike ended up getting his own ticket later. But I had I had undervalued the um, the experience of like four hours. And it's a format identical to going to a learn-to-play for, for a specific event. And they had, they had about a dozen of some of their newest and most popular games. And we got to play three full games with a, an AEG volunteer there to, to teach yeah, us the rules and, 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 was... and help us with stuff. And then we got the box at the end that has a, had a retail of like $125 worth of games. And that was the biggest... Yeah, it was similar to demoing, you know, you know, doing a learn to play. Only instead of one round, you had that AEG rep standing over your shoulder <laughs> explaining the rules for an entire 45 to, you know, 60 minutes. Yeah. Helping you along the entire game. Yeah. Which is I, something that you wish you had sitting at home opening a new game. Right. Rather right. Than pouring I, over the I rules. played Mystic Veil vale last year in the hall, um, and if you in the exhibit hall, and if you do demos in the exhibit hall, you're doing one round. Right. right, or maybe two, and so I had sort of an idea of how Mystic Veil vale worked, but I was like, eh, you know. It's right. But without but playing it's, a full game, you don't understand the scalability of the. You, you don't. You don't experience. Here's, here's the, my biggest takeaway from that. Okay. And this is for if anyone from AEG does happen to hear this, is that the well, <laughs> or anyone who knows or volunteers or plays games with. I don't. I don't think either of our listeners work at AEG. Yeah. <laughs> so. Anybody from the government. The point. The point is, is that I did. I did not know much about AEG. I actually had negative associations with AEG and what the, and what they were and the games they had. Mainly from my buddy Trotsky, who's not a big fan of them. I was right. like, why would you go to that? These games, or whatever. Everybody yells about Doomtown, but really, it just was not in. Not, they weren't really a big game company for me to go to. It was a Blizzard event or whatever. Right. Um, so, but this, I enjoyed all of the games. I mean. They may not be my favorite games of all time, but I enjoyed playing them, learning them, get to play the whole game with my friends, and then it's like I came out with a great, positive experience with them. And you know what? It was organized well. Like they were they people yeah. this before. Sure, yeah, I could absolutely. get in as much as I could. So. I I couldn't help not to, you know, cast aspersions, whatever. And it's sort of unfortunate that that Fox just walked back inside. But I couldn't help comparing it to the True Dungeon experience, which I know David, you weren't weren't at there. Um, Mike and I talked about it, but Pat didn't go to AG. Thought for we spent about, I call it the same. It's like five, five, six dollars difference. But 
I thought that was a much more oh, yeah, yeah. more satisfying experience than than the True Dungeon. Had you done True, True Dungeon before, Pat? No. What did you? No, I had. What well, did you I was disappointed in, uh, in True Dungeon. I think we had some. I think it was as much a factor of it us being one of the last groups running through. Oh. Um, of the so night. And so yeah, they were just the all. So I think all out. the all the dungeon masters or most of the dungeon masters were just like do stuff. You know, they, I think they were ready to go. Mm-hmm. And so I think that was part of it. There also was the. Um, we started off bad too, right? In that first room. I mean, we, yeah. we we basically just timed out the first room for the benefit of the listeners. The format of True Dungeon is it's a. It's a big open room, and they have it segmented off into individual rooms with hanging dividers. And um, each room has a puzzle and or a combat scenario. And I won't explain the, the combat because that's too complicated. But there's a there's a fixed amount of time you're in each room because there are basically people in every room, like like when you play golf. Um, and the first puzzle we could not solve, and we just ran out of time. We did much better in some subsequent rooms, but really only. Only one or two of those rooms, like f- fixing, figuring out the puzzle or winning the combat, felt. I mean, the combat was okay, but there was really only one puzzle that felt satisfying to solve. I think also the fact that we had ten or eleven people made it. It's a little chaotic. I thought that too. Like Some, and I had somebody like told me they the same job. That's all we did. We just just, we were just doing the shuffleboard combat thing. Well, um, let's, let's pivot off that a little bit. Um, do you guys have any? Um, think one or two things that that you purchases you made that are that are noteworthy, some good deals or something you've been on the hunt for. Mike, why don't we start with you? And I, I made a lot. You bought so many things you can't pick. No, which one. yeah, that's the that's the worst thing. <laughs> I'm, almost every year I come here and I'm like, I don't need to buy games. I got a lot of friends who buy games. We we buy our Tuesday games. Pat and I will we'll, we play our Tuesday nights, and we all decide what we're gonna get. If we're going to pick up a random game, we'll play one of Mike's games. Right. Um, so most of the time when I buy games, it's that Sydney and I can play. Or, um, oh, Pat's come over and play a couple times. Mm-hmm. Uh, or um, ICG Cup. We have to be there. Right, right. So it's, I don't really need to buy a lot. But this year I bought, like, bat boxes and tons of bags full. Your August credit card bill shows up. It's terrible. <laughs> it's terrible. I, I bought a lot from the, the auction from store. From the auction store? The the store. Um, one it my favorite one I acquired was the Dungeon Draft. Dun- Dungeon Draft, yeah, right. that was a I, that was a good one. I, I like a lot. Of, I got what what about you, David? Did you? Well, like I touched on earlier, my my motivation for Gen Con isn't to purchase games because I don't have a group back on. And you also I, flew here, so you don't want. I flew here. Like, I did not like to check bags. Check a bag alone. No, like, I'm if saying. I get on a plane by myself, I take my carry on, hop on the plane, hop off the plane. So get in and out. I mean, we've already touched on the AEG big game night. That was mm-hmm. obviously the best deal that I got all you weekend. Have a box of sure, for thirty-two dollars, I got a hundred dollars, hundred plus dollars okay. worth of games, which are easily playable amongst my few friends I have in Florida that aren't big uh, game nerds. Yeah, and don't seem like they're quick games. That you're even they were quick you enough games, absolutely. Yeah, AEGs. Ages, you know. I, the only disappointment about that is I wish we had known what games were going to be in the box because we could have demoed them there that's at the, the event. Other, that's the other. That's the one. That my one. My one negative takeaway from the AEG Big Game Night is we demoed three games, and none of the three games we demoed happened to be in our box. Right. Games. So well, that's maybe because they want to sell them. 
Sure, but absolutely. They, but they were available to play. It is just play. unfortunate that the we few, just didn't the, know. The three or four games I won in my box, I don't know how to play. Right. So it would have been nice to have that knowledge of gameplay, you know, explained to me by the AEG rep sure. rather than being responsible sure. for reading the rules myself. You have to watch some uh, watch some YouTube videos. And I mean, I'm not a moron. I can read rules. <laughs> I can do it, but. <laughs> The videos I, I, I am lazy. I, I like to watch a video unless the person doing the video messes up one of the rules, like we do all the time. Like it would be nice if every game developer made their own rules videos. Yeah, right. oh, man. I think Fantasy nice. Flight does a lot of that. Yeah, right. But there is none other. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, that would be. I'm surpri- actually, that's a good idea. I'm surprised that they don't provide that. It doesn't seem like it would be that. Yeah, I mean, that they, difficult. They not to, that all not the to trivialize the, the the effort of it, but yeah, they hire people to, to demo games, so it's and not even impossible. In a, even in terms of the representative or the volunteers they have at even the demoers amongst the the exhibit hall, sometimes I sit down to demo a game and they get to explaining the game and they're just kind of scatterbrained. Sure. Like, and I sit there, I'm like, I'm ready to play this game, I'm ready to learn. You don't know really how to play this game. But then I remember they're volunteering. They're not getting yeah. paid for their time. And, and right. depe- depending on the booth, like they can be there and and potentially be covering you know half a dozen games, and you know maybe one of them is one they sure. haven't. They have one of the booths are some of them get paid. Some of them, don't. Some of them yeah. Sure. But I mean Depends that's not that's not any knowledge I have. Yeah. Like I sit there to play a game, and I think you should be a professional game, ex, <laughs> you know, explaining this to well, me in the most efficient way. And that's just unrealistic. It's yeah. unrealistic for me to have that expectation. They're either volunteers or they're like, you know, somewhere around minimum wage or they're or they're working a couple shifts at the booth in exchange for a badge. And also like I like said, that. I'm not a moron. There's a dude standing in front of me explaining a game. What what right do I have to start getting picky about his efficiency? Yeah, that's that's part of what hurt the um the war chest. Is it called war chest? That doesn't mm-hmm. sound right. Um it's war chest. That, it was definitely chest. chest because the game is like a box with the magnet. Magnet. We should touch on. He, the he explained the rules like by running, running through all these different things, and then, like, talking to you, Mike, and then he 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 asked for questions, and then Andrew started asking questions about things he had just explained because he just machine gun rattled sure, off all sure. of these aspects of the game, and you know. Whatever, nothing against the guy. It's a complicated game. It's like chess. Like, imagine if you sat down to chess and somebody was like, "This guy's like this. He can move like this, and this guy can move like this, but only like this." And also, the king can jump. You can castle him over the. the that yeah, for would be overwhelming know, if you heard it all. War chest is like is like chess, where your your pieces have special abilities rather than just specific move structure. Right. Hey, Captain Chris came in. We got uh, and, and the the salt that occurred through our experience was Dennis and I <laughs> were on a team yeah. against Andrew and Mike, and Dennis and I were the only two of the four players who had range attack characters, and so we had a lot of map dominance where we controlled. You know, we were able to keep Andrew and Mike from taking points without going too far into the explanation of the gameplay. It was sort of an imbalance. Uh, uh, distribution of factions. It was a fine game. Yeah, it, it was. It was okay. So Chris, Chris has stepped out onto the porch. Chris, we're going around and saying, um, if you have one or two uh, noteworthy purchases, something you bought a good deal, or a, did, you, did you did you buy did you buy anything cool on the? Uh, let's see. I bought a. I can't remember what it's called. Uh, tribal. Uh, something. 
Did you demo it? Was that the game we played last night? Yeah. That was the, the Tribes game? Yeah. Yeah, that was uh, it was pretty good. We played it, we demoed it. With and, the animals? Uh, I thought it was... Uh, Critter Tribes? No. Just no. worthy? It was purchased worthy. I wanted to finish it and see what it was. So we talked earlier. I said what was interesting about about Gen Con that I love. That's what Fox was talking earlier. David and talked to Pat. You're kind of a different anomaly too. Is what do you come to Gen Con for? What's your what's what's your angle? Like, do you hang love the day at Gen Con or is it the people? Hang out with you guys. Is that what it is? Mm-hmm. I mean, play games. Right. We, Despite that Fox is here, I like hanging out with you guys. <laughs> it's like hanging out with Fox. <laughs> Don't want to hang out with Fox, but. Um, yeah, Everybody I mean, likes Fox. We, we, we had said That's what I this year. before in previous times of the show, or whatever. It's it's like, it's, however, you get what you get out of the show is different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, some people, I think we even mentioned Pat being examples before. Is some people come for the events to play games they don't get to play during the year. Some people come to um, party like all the time, sure, and friendship and camaraderie. Mm-hmm. Uh, some people come to see the costumes, to be in the costumes. So yep, all of that. So yours is mainly like hang out, enjoy the yeah. social aspect. I like, of it. like hanging out with everybody. I mean, I used to walk the floor just you know two or three times. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Last few years, I haven't done that. Just like, yeah. did a lot more hanging out and playing. You did games a couple of events this year with us. Yeah. Yeah, I usually don't do the events. You did all the things we were just talking about. So you did True Dungeon, you did Bridge Simulator, you did I've done Star that. Trek. I've done that in the past. You wore your old Star Trek outfit. Do, do you guys yeah, have any? Uh, do you guys have any noteworthy um, cosplay that you saw? Fox, how about you? Yeah. Uh, hey, wait. Describe your cosplay today. <laughs> yeah. So I today went as uh, Nathan Trillian. Um, so I was Nathan Fillion three ways. Um, basically, I was uh, Captain Hammer, Captain Malcolm Reynolds, and also Castle. But I did see, I saw a, uh, a Giz- Gizmo from um, Gremlins. Yeah, that was awesome. Street, oh, yeah. And that was really well done. Yeah, uh, like there, there is really one guy good. who is half Rick, half Morty. I've seen him a lot. I don't know that I like it. But it is kind of annoying. Yes, but, but, but Im- impressive. I will say he is dedicated <laughs> that's, the, that's, a, that's a word we could use yeah uh, you see what anything? about you Pat I didn't notice a ton of cosplay this year I didn't look at it as much mm-hmm. um, I didn't walk the the exhibit hall nearly as much as I usually did in the past yeah we were, we were packed up with events yeah when I first um, started coming to Gen Con the first year I came I didn't even know there was anything but the convention hall basically Mm-hmm. Um, and I didn't find that out until the next year because that's all that some of the people we were coming with did was the, the just walk the, right? the hall and it didn't do any events uh, and then the second time when I knew there were events all of them were sold out anything yeah. that was interesting was basically sold out by the time I got here um, so it wasn't until later that I started doing those events that was, that was sort of my my history with the with it's a learning curve but I mean, a learning curve so that's where you see a lot of the great costumes. Is yeah, we're, we're walking around outside, not in, in not when you're in games. No, right. There's not a ton of people who play games in costume. Right. Um, I saw Fox being an, an exception. Fox, Fox and I did. I did cosplay for the first time this year. I was um, um, Hopper, Chief oh, yeah. Chief Sheriff Hopper from uh, from Hopper's Stranger Things. Yes, Hopper. Sorry, no. Chief. Yeah, Chief. Hopper. Um, we'll we'll come back. Uh, you're so good. You're so Mike, good Mike, what? Oh, I guess I guess a notable. I 
had a request for a photo from a guy who was dressed as J.R.R. Tolkien. What? Which you're like, how do you do that? He, he was, un, like, I think he had like a, maybe a wool blazer suit kind of thing. He had something in his pocket that I think was a Gollum doll? I wasn't yeah, quite, was just happy to see quite sure about that. He, like, he had, it was like a plush Gollum with like the one ring on a chain and then he had a big padded uh, book copy of um, The Hobbit. Oh, right, yeah. Um, and he wanted a picture with me, though there's no, like, connection there. But I did get a couple of, um, not not necessarily families, but, like, like, a dad with his two kids twice. The kids wanted a picture with the guy dressed as Hopper. And I was that's like, cool. oh, that's cool. I didn't, didn't really, cool. really expect that. What about you, Mike? Any I, uh, notable cosplay? I think I commented to Pat as we were walking around. Try not to be nauseous being sick. Is that I didn't. I've not seen a whole lot of good ones. They're fine ones, but not great ones. I did see as we were leaving. Um, there's an Optimus Prime, okay. like the old Generation One Optimus Prime, and then another guy was Grimlock Ger- Generation One. He missed buddy. Whatever. Yeah, I think those were probably something to do with the costume parade and contest. Probably, yeah. So I think those might have been winners in various categories or something like that of the of the costume contest as we were walking out of the hall. That could be. Well, they were they were pretty good. Yeah, they were all really solid costumes. Yeah, I took a picture so I could see later. Those, <laughs> not trying not to throw up on the way out. Chris, did you see any cool cosplay? Notable, noteworthy. Besides cosplay deviants, <laughs> were you hanging out the whole time? That's where I was all day. Um, no, I think the the Gremlin thing was was one of them. That was pretty impressive. A couple years ago, I saw one of the best uh, best ones I ever seen. This guy made a That's where he's going giant. A gigantic like uh, Where is he robot. Mm-hmm. Dance. Oh, the dance. Yeah. And really? uh, this little girl had walked up to it, was not terrified of it at all. I mean, this guy had you know was seven foot with all the stuff on. Oh, crazy. Were, like four or five feet, and she's like reaching up to touch him, and he's like being. It was. It was like the big warrior pretty, guy. To, uh, yeah, armor. big giant. Yeah. I saw that guy. That's a, that was a crazy yeah. costume. So this year, it was less the cosplay; it was more of the moment. The moment, yeah. But the cosplay, the guy had done so much. To, to build that stuff. It's you know, a combination. I, I, saw, I saw a guy that the most simplest costume I've ever seen was really great. Was the guy did Wolverine. The guy was like cut and built. Like like it's the same guy does Wolverine Right, <laughs> right. I'm like, but he needed that hair and he had two claws. I was like, I know it's the simplest outfit. Alright, you freaking look like you got your chops. He looks like it. He's he got just, the facial he structure like of Hugh Jackman. Jackman. Yeah. Well, it's, like, what, what? it was like me when I did Ron Swanson. I just shaved everything but the mustache off and <laughs> parted my hair to the side, and was Ron Swanson. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, it, it, it was it was partly the acting. I went around scowling at people that Halloween. Fox wants to do a group cosplay next year, and he wants to do Parks and Rec. I'm like, that's not fair. He just doesn't have to try. Just yeah, and the, we don't have we don't, have, we don't short, have nearly enough we don't girls. Have a short Indian. That you should be Leslie. Is what you but, should be. But, by which I mean right. that there are I zero girls. That's I mean. actually a terrible idea. <laughs> we should yeah. all be against type. Yeah. What about you, you, David? Any any cool um, cosplay? You know, I've been less into cosplay every year. I did see I did see a really decent. I don't know if any of the listeners uh, know of the League of Legends characters, the video game, but there was a really solid fiddlesticks. Is oh, one yeah. of the characters, and uh, he had—he's like a scarecrow he had, reaper. He's a scare—he's a scare. He's he, the the cosplayer had on spring stilts. We yeah, had added a, a good foot and a half things, yeah. to his height, and he had a—he had—I mean, it was very well done. So, like I said, I don't 
I don't watch the cosplay. Now that being said, Andrew and I, four years ago, now to under, to, Andrew and I used to be hardcore into airsoft, right. uh, shooting sport, and we had all black tactical gear to look as legit as we could be. Sure. And so we thought, we have all this gear, why not try to cosplay something with that stuff? But it's not specific enough. It's just, it's just black SWAT armor. SWAT body and armor. And so we just thought we'll be some trophy SWAT guys, and we we wore all this armor and carried our airsoft guns with the orange tips. But that year, the security within 20 minutes of entering the convention center asked us to put our guns back in our car because despite the orange tip, they were too realistic, and mm. there could be complaints. When I walked in the, to the exhibit all the day, some I don't know if you saw them when you walked in. They were like some. Look like military guys coming out. I knew it was a costume, but when I first saw them walking in, it strikes you for felt, a minute, yeah, and that's what like, he said. He I goes, don't feel comfortable with you He guys. goes, people will get it. He goes, but some people will see you and instantly think there's a problem. Like you look like actual cops. So, two years later, we thought let's adapt these costumes into something, you know, uh, you know, a real cosplay. So we went with the Hydra soldiers. We took basically the same uniform, added a gas mask. And some hydro patches, and then rather than our realistic-looking, you know, AR-15 Nerf guns, we t- or uh, airsoft, airsoft guns, things, yeah. we took Nerf guns, painted them a scheme of gray and black, and added a, a, a transparent tube with LED lights running from the gun to a pack, like we have, uh, you know, like we true. I mean, and those costumes got a lot of love. We got. A lot of people wanted the photos. We stood behind the checkered line. It was cool. We did it for like four hours. But it was just too hot. In, yeah. You know, Indianapolis in August. And we're wearing all black with masks. And it was just too much. So halfway That's through the day, we... Don't, don't wear them every day. Don't go, yeah, sure. Yeah. Don't go too hard. I, 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 only, I only did mine. That was Saturday. easily the highlight of Andrew and I's cosplay experience. Yeah, well, why did you only do hot for one day? I mean, it was a good costume. You paid a lot I mean, I, I just thought of it as the... Like Saturday is when people do cosplay. I mean, I'm glad that I didn't. It was it was too warm to have worn and, and slightly uncomfortable to have worn it all weekend. So Pat and I walked through when we were walking through today. We walked through one of those was it medieval shops? Is that what they With call? all the leather and the yeah, all the leather bottles and stuff. And I got to try on a couple like cool like just a few things. They're corsets. Very, yeah, I got to try some corsets and push up things. <laughs> Gross. Um, <laughs> but. Um, they fit nicely and look pretty good, I think. I mean, some of them. Yeah, had, no, some of them look good. Yeah, so and they were expensive. Like the one I had looked at was five hundred dollars just for the main thing that goes down yeah. overcoat. Um, Real leather's not cheap, right? I think I may at some point, maybe even next year, take a thousand bucks. It's a lot of money. But just go down and like drop it and say this is my thing. And if I did, I'd wear it like at least two days. I mean, it's yeah. the only oh, time I ever wear that. That stuff you were wearing though would be so hot. I bet. Yeah. But I, I'd have to be intentional about it. I'd have to park where I'm not going to walk very far. Mm-hmm. I'd get only be in the exhibit hall. I wouldn't walk outside, you know. Yeah. yeah. I'd just be intentional about it. But anyway, it's cosplay. So yeah. one of the one of the aspects of of Gen Con that um, that is that has become a a tradition is the is the the eating out and the food experience. Um, oh, you guys win this one. Do you guys have any? Uh, I guess I'll go ahead and start because because David and I is the same. It's gonna be um, the best one. The, 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 the best one. Well, then I'll go first, and then. We went. We went to, uh, and for the last 
year or two, I know Trotsky and, and some of you guys go there a lot, but I hadn't been there, I don't think, before, like maybe two years ago and then again last year. Um, it's kind of a, a fancier restaurant um, in downtown Indy here called Harry and Izzy's. Um, their signature dish is a uh, shrimp cocktail with a horseradish that is incredibly spicy for about 20 seconds, maybe, maybe 30. But I like, wouldn't say spicy so much as purely painful. Like what? Like you eat it and it, you know, blasts out your sinuses and everything, and then you, you know, have a drink and it's not like and the then lingering. It, it fades spice. away. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the restaurant's associated with St. Elmo's, which is a steakhouse. historic steakhouse, and it's right next door to. Uh, some people might be more familiar with that. Okay, than yeah. Izzy's, as far as the cocktail, you can actually get the cocktail sauce. They sell the, the St. Elmo's cocktail sauce in the grocery store now. Oh, no. It's wow. not as spicy. It's not as sure. sick. It's not fresh it's made. Not, it's not day. fresh, yeah. Uh, but you can, you can actually purchase the grocery store now. But we went there, um, David and I, with Andrew, our other brother, and, um, and Fox. And Fox and Andrew got the shrimp cocktail and then shared it with us we all got to experience that but one of the specials was a um dry aged steak and i don't i'm not a i'm not a big steak person despite my uh, uh similarity to ron swanson but i thought i thought you know what i'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna go i'm gonna go for it and uh and david david thought you know i will too um it ended up being much more expensive than I expected to pay during for for lunch during Gen Con, but it was it was very good. And the, the mashed potatoes. When were they also. come out and tell you that it's a special, it does not include a special price. <laughs> See, Mark, market price. It is it is especially expensive. Especially especially expensive. The Fogo de Chao. That's a steak place, right, Chris? Yeah. Fogo de Chao. Yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah, I know you guys paid a ton for steak and ate a lot of their big, but you probably ate even more. What about you, Mike? I know you you've been you've been not feeling well all weekend. Do you, do you have any uh, noteworthy I know because, dining experiences? Stories. I've, I've been sick. Yeah. I mean, today we were in city, and I had what looked to be seen like a nice turkey club type sandwich thing. Mm-hmm. It just it, I couldn't taste much. No. So. Yeah. All right. What about? Uh, Burritos. What what about in years past? Do you have any, any? No, because for me, Gen Con isn't about food. Oh. For me, Gen Con is um, going to an event. I got a half hour break. I run the subway, grab a, a quick a sandwich. Okay. To Mike, Gen Con is all about seeing me. That's right. It's all about <laughs> seeing David. <laughs> so food has never been something for me. It's been different for you. For me, having you guys do that, you're like. In the middle of the day, you're like, let's go spend three hours at this place. I'm like, in the middle of Jet Con, I live near Indianapolis. At any point, I could go to Harry and Izzy. Sure. Um, no big deal. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess, and it's, I mean, Trotsky is, is one who is always about eating out, and, and so I'll go along with that. And particularly since I've moved, there's very little, like, I have to, I have to drive an hour to find anything better than an Applebee's. Sure. Uh, well, and put it in my now. perspective, like I've mentioned several times now. Gen Con to me is about the social aspect. Yeah. Gaming, yeah, with these guys, but I only see the majority of you once a year. Once a year. So Gen Con's a lot of work. Walking, you're on your feet, you know, we don't get a lot of sleep because we stay up late and we drink. Right? <laughs> so when noon rolls around and somebody says, Let's go to lunch and sit down, have some refreshing drinks and some nourishment, I'm like, 
Yes, absolutely. I want to do I'm on, that. I'm on, you know? I'm on board with that. I'm not so much about scheduling the entire weekend around, you know, utilizing every single minute while the con is open to play games. But since Mike lives near Indianapolis, I completely understand his strategy too. He sees these guys, you know, very often. So he's not so much about not to say that Mike isn't about the social aspect, you know. But you are, you know, here to take advantage of the organized gaming community that meets in Indianapolis. Structures. It is, and it's nice. It is nice to get like several of us together, like we did. Well, I have most of us here on the porch here tonight, and go for things like the Bridge Simulator. Not that it was good or whatever, but it's a new game that I can't play anywhere else. Mm -hmm. I play it with my friends. That's fun. I dig, totally dig doing that. So I like the social with the thing, but you don't always get that because right? of different kind of things. Being it done depends on the style of game, whatever. Right. This uh, year's been good with that. Cr- I think a lot of Chris, Chris, how about you? Do you have any good stakes or? Uh... Well, I, I think we La Parada. Oh, you guys? Yeah, you guys went to, went to when we while we were at the AG Big Game Night. You went to La. La Parada. Yeah, it's a Mexican day. place near our Airbnb it here. Was the, which was the best Thought, thought it was crazy. Okay. You know, just this little hole in the wall, but it was so good. I mean, all of it was delicious. Nice. We had a blast. I mean, and, I, and as happens with several of the Indianapolis Mexican restaurants, I don't know how it is elsewhere, but uh, the authentic Mexican restaurants, it looks like it's going to be a disaster on the outside, <coughs> and then you go inside, and it's really nice, and and the people food are great. Amazing. The food is delicious, yeah. and the food there was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so I'll second that. I'm going to second both of two of them that have been mentioned tonight, which is the the Mexican place across the street and the um, and the Harry and Izzy's because I always get there and I get the the prime rib sandwich. Mm-hmm. They have sliced prime rib on a sandwich. And it's delicious. I get that every year. <laughs> is that expensive? I mean, I mean, it's on the scale. I'm saying. It's not, it's not horribly expensive. Like, in terms of cost, I personally hadn't been to the Mexican restaurant this weekend, but in terms of Mexican cuisine in our area, it is not only, like Pat said, it doesn't look that great from the outside. You get in, the food is great, service is great, but it's also inexpensive. I don't true. attend too many, I don't go to too many Mexican restaurants, Hispanic restaurants, and discover, oh man, this this is expensive. This is more 60, than I planned on paying. Sixty dollar burrito. I didn't. Oh, it's not an eighty dollar steak, you know. <laughs> so you know, it's it's really great food for a good price, and it's good service, just like Pat said. And then we walked by Granite City today, mm-hmm. and right next door is Ruth Chris. Yeah. I don't like Ruth Chris at all. Okay, I've never been to a Ruth Chris. Just because bad experience, I had like order you. A steak. I just want a steak, and it, it came back with a hundred dollar bill, and I had no sides, nothing. It was just oh, fantastic. So, mm. but and I was like, what? And then we went to McDonald's afterwards. <laughs> uh, we totally did, um, and it just was not that great. It was whatever. But it, the point was that they have this like outside their entrance. They had all these like they were trying to get Gen Con people in. They had little gift bags and mm. stuff like that with stuff. I kind of like, ooh, I want to go in there and see that stuff. And I was like, that was stupid. Ruth Chris is there, just trying to. Me trying to get you to pay for their steak. They're stupid. So Harry and Izzy's dude, that guy comes out and he's like, man, this dry rub steak the special of the day. And me and Dennis, like suckers, dry we're like, yeah, man, YOLO, we're here at Gen Con one time a year. Money's no object. Don't say, Dave, you're the first person to say YOLO on the show. It was <laughs> it's tropey, all right? I, it wasn't literal. <laughs> oh, no. 
<laughs> but for real, you come to Gen Con and I'm like, I'll spend a little extra money to enjoy a good steak. I didn't think it was going to be an $80 steak, but it was, del- I mean, it was like a 24 ounce, delicious, you know, right. medium rare, you know, ribeye steak. I'm not disappointed in the quality of the steak. All right. Well, to to sort of wrap up here and and, and go around as as I've said, I don't know if I I said it since we since we started recording, but um, in, in my personal experience, Gen Con is a there's there's a learning curve to it as you as you come and I'm sure it's come across in the many conversations Michael and I have had about about Gen Con on this program. Um, every year, every couple of years, I. I learn some different things and make some different decisions and, and, you know, for the most part, improve the experience, you know, prioritize some things above others. You know, we've gotten to this, this thing in the last few years where we, we prioritize all staying in the same place so that we get to have that shared gaming experience. It's mostly pros, but the, the staying up to not getting enough sleep is, is sort of a, is, is sort of a con in that, in that regard. But I wanted to ask you guys, um, if you had one or 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 two things that are that you think of as like um, like lessons or I don't want to say mi- mistakes is necessarily the word, but but something from this year that you would, would you'll try to remember to to change or improve for next year. Won't we start with you, Mike? Um, so I've been doing this a long time, so it's hard to it's hard to. I, you're, you're, you're the he's master. Got it. He's got it yeah. down at this point. No, I mean, the thing is, the mistakes or the things I do, I accept that it's part of the deal. Mm-hmm. Um, so, for example, I, I might say I would be more intentional about where I put down my pillows. Like, I see. Like, Did your pillows get stepped on or something? No. I, <laughs> it was probably Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> Andrew. No, I mean, I uh, when you come into the house, when we rent a place or wherever we go, we kind of claim spots where you're going to sleep. Okay. And when I just went in, I thought I didn't think too much about it. I'm like, couch. I get a couch. That's not a floor. I'm good to go. Mm. And I realized, oh, yeah, it's right by the front door where everyone is coming. Everyone's coming in and all out. Where everyone, all, <coughs> Pete is talking yeah. really loud. And screaming and yelling. And, and it's like, so I, I have not gotten hardly any sleep. Sure. Um, because of that. And I, and I honestly probably could have slept in a tub and got more. Gotten more sleep. sleep. So... But that's, that's just something I kind of accept and know. It's not, Gen yeah. Con's not going to get a lot of sleep. It's, it's okay. And by Sunday, which I'm already, if people can't hear what I'm doing already, by Sunday, I'm going to be physically destroyed. Just I, I literally, for the first regardless. time ever, had to leave the con today because I was sick. You're so, yeah. And I got physically ill. Well, you came in sick, though. I did. Yeah, so you didn't. You didn't like I didn't get pick, that from here. It's not pick, a Gen Con. Pick something up here. Um, if you... And if you um, if you're looking for a, some some feedback or or suggestion for next year, I'll say maybe next year you should keep event registration day on your calendar clear. That might be event registration day. Oh yeah, yeah. Because oh. you missed. Oh we, yeah, you missed it. What were stuff, you doing? Stuff in different times. See, you know, it was it was a several days. It, it was a Sunday, and you had stuff going on all day. You know day. what's it's hilarious is during event happened. registration day, I was in church, sitting with my wife Abigail. 
and I keep What's checking my, my phone. I'm not my beautiful, lovely, <laughs> bombshell of a wife, and I'm sitting there checking my phone, not messaging the guys, because my responsibility wasn't to schedule events, but rather to see what we get, mm. and to communicate with those scheduled yeah, for I, me. I took for responsibility me. to buy your tickets right. and mine, and, and Abigail Andrews. keeps looking at, my, looking at me, and she goes, why are you on your phone? We're in church. <laughs> Look, if you understood the importance of this conversation and what's happening online right now, of course, none of that matters to her God because we're church. God will understand. And God it's will, yeah, event man. registration day. So that was the that was the comic, you know, I should hope that event registration day is not on a Sunday next time. That would be helpful for me sure, sure. as well as my other colleagues. So what, do, do you have any, do you have anything for yourself that you would, you change, so like Mike, do better next year? I've been doing this, you know, six, seven years. By this point, I pretty well have a routine now. Sure. I would hope that I would uh, personally schedule more of my own events next year. I feel like I spend a lot of the con walking around, just getting tired for no reason. But I do want to say for those of you who uh, have not attended Gen Con and are interested in attending Gen Con, get a group. Because like I said earlier, a big motivation for me is just the camaraderie of getting together with these guys mm -hmm. and hanging out. It's not even so much about the con and the things that they bring to the table, but the organized gameplay and spending time with this group of people, you know, this other family, you know, so if you've got other individuals in your life that are interested in this type of, you know, experience, get together, get a room, you know, get a hotel room, get a duplex, get a rental, whatever, you know, make spend it, it spend it. We see a, we see a lot of families, of like I, like I said earlier, yeah, when I was in costume, I had two separate, what I assume were dads with their two kids come up to me and they're like, they're like, hey, my, my kids want to get a picture with you. Like, families will come and they'll go around and yeah, see. There's, it is a family. It's, 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 I mean, it's we a talked about family that environment. in the show you know, we did before before the event. There's, I there's believe there's one of every, the four days of the con is a family day. Where that's tomorrow. That's Sunday. Sunday. So if you have a family, you have young kids, Sunday is a discounted day. There's Sunday tickets, for, yeah. For you to bring your family, your young children, to Gen Con. Now, I, I do want to say, if you're going to be here for the full four days... You're going to get tired. There's a lot of walking. So <laughs> despite what Mike might say, ignore what Mike says. Go take a break. Go take a couple hours. Have some lunch. Four days is a lot of time to spend at this convention. So you're going to get to do everything you want to do. Drink lots of water. Drink, drink lots, lots of alcohol you when never, you get back You to never the house. get to do everything you need to you, You'll you never get do. to do everything, but you will get to do enough things to make it yeah. worth it. You know, something I wanted to comment, I, just real quick, I want to say something about Event registration. You mentioned this. Sure, I'm, this, I'm throwing shade on this, you a little bit. But. No, this is no, no, not with that. No. This is the first year, my entire time, I've ever been okay. that other people have scheduled for me. Oh, and right. I, I didn't come and have my own tickets. Fox had most of my tickets. We had Fox in charge of, uh, I do want to of say True that Dungeon, cool. Legendary Win a Box, that and, was cool because and we all got Starship stuff. As far as as far as that goes, in years past, I want there's a a vivid difference this year in your involvement with our games. So Mike, yeah. in years past, I've noticed you spend most of the game, most of the con, in a scheduled events on your own for yeah. games that you enjoy playing. Yeah, and, so, and, and Pat did, did and the Pat same. And Pat as well. Right, so we don't, spend, we don't get to spend, Dennis and I and the other guys don't get to spend as much one-on-one -on -one time with right. you right. socializing. And I noticed this year, and I don't know if it's just because of front porch and, and the proximity. Yeah, you, we talk a the, lot of the two of you the have show will know. the relationship <laughs> the two of you have right. produced you know developed. But I got to spend a lot more time with you, and that was awesome. Yeah, it's <laughs> awesome. <laughs> I love you, man. What, what about you, Pat? Do you have any 
things you'll do different next year? Um, this year, this year was already a fairly big change from your normal yeah. schedule or schedule. Yeah. You didn't priorities. play any hero skate. I didn't play any hero skate. Blows my mind. <laughs> uh, I the only thing left tomorrow. There's a hero skate, but it's just uh, it's a team hero skate. So I'm looking for that. You didn't bring anything either, did you? Huh? Did you bring your stuff? stuff? Oh yeah, I got it all sitting in there. Just in case. He was hoping. He was a little scared about not bringing it. Well, the times I was able to do it, it was it was I was going to have to get up earlier, and and I didn't make the. It it just didn't really work out in the schedule anyway for the times of of the events that I would be interested in. Don't mask it. You wanted to hang out with us. No, I definitely (laughs) did. I I probably enjoyed this more than than any other other item. Uh, yeah, I would say this is the most events I've done with you, I think, ever. Oh, that's absolutely right. true. And, and I, I, I was going to say, because Fox took it upon himself to get scheduling together, I got to do a lot more with people than yeah, I Yeah, Fox with. and Dennis really took the initiative so with nice, event scheduling. Events with, like, Pat and Chris. Yeah. Yes, I would like to do that again. Next I also time. want to give a huge shout-out to Fox for scheduling this duplex, which gave us plenty of not only sleeping space, but also gaming uh, platforms, yeah. tables, yeah. and... I mean, every year we stay somewhere new, and the last couple of years we've stayed in places that just did not provide adequate table space for gaming when we yeah, come back the, to the house. The space is always, it's always some kind of compromise, some, some kind so of So Fox really took the initiative with scheduling the house, paying for it, and then getting paid back. So, you know, I appreciate that, you know, yeah. Fox's. Yeah, I think, I think for me the only, the only thing I might change is um, maybe the, the way that, the way that I, schedule the events that I that I register I feel like we were we were kind of overloaded um, you know six months ago not six months ago six weeks ago um, 10 a.m. events didn't seem unreasonably early but <laughs> until, when, when until we're awake until 4 30 in the morning 4 30 <laughs> drunk but that, admittedly you Rogers were part of that staying up till 4 30 like every night the three of you were up. We Rogers don't mess around. Right. Understand, but, but that's not always how it's been. So you guys and would often go to bed earlier. And so either, so either that, so either like load up all the events as many as possible, like Thursday, Friday, and keep Saturday totally open, or something like that, or actually exercise the the discipline of like, yes, there's still stuff going on down here, but it's probably. Not that cool to, to get another hour of sleep. Of sleep. As I, I know, no, notably, there was one year where, well, this is a little inside baseball, but we had rented a loft, mm-hmm. and we were all having a great time playing games, but there was a time where, like, where's Dennis and Andrew? They, where where did they go? The what, just, what year is this? Right, the loft, were you there? The, 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 the hot loft. The hot, hot loft. loft. There's, there's keywords we use to describe. <laughs> so, but but at the, the moral stories there was, like, I remember specifically, like, at one or midnight, something like that, and you guys had just gone to bed and oh. into the room, and it was everybody else that kept playing all night. Um, and now, you guys were the ones this year, up until everyone goes to sleep. Well, yeah, that, that loft didn't have air conditioning, bit. so I probably hit, just hit a wall of exhaustion and was too, you know, just couldn't stay awake And, and let's put it in perspective a little bit. Hot loft was, correct me if I'm wrong, four years ago? Uh, yes. Four years ago, I was... 20. Okay. And I had started drinking at Gen Con. <laughs> so I was an amateur in terms of heavy drinking. So uh, sure. Andrew, of course, wasn't drinking at all, and he was just used to our regular sleeping schedule where you don't stay up past one. I was drinking for my first time, you know, heavily. Right. And I'm like, you know what? Drinking kicks me in the butt. So <laughs> I'm going to pass out, you know, PTFO. 
Uh, so yeah, it, it you know now Andrew, Dennis, and I we're all a little bit more experienced in you know how much we can take in. Andrew and I, Dennis obviously has decades of experience. Decades of experience. You you were born in. 95? I was born in 93. Andrew's 95. 93. So you were 21. Listeners disregard. I graduated I high school in 1994. Right. right. Good for you, Mike. You're old. There's all that stuff. Baby. So the one one last uh, one last note I'll say when I was going around on per- on purchases, I don't I don't think I said mine. I did manage to snag uh, the, my last three remaining um, adventure packs in the. Oh, I in saw the you had a bunch of them in there. Shad- Shadows of Mordor. Um, Cheap, ten bucks, right? Not Shadows of Mordor. Uh, Lord of the Rings, the Living Tracks, the Living Tracks. Shadows of Mirkwood. Uh, yeah, Lord of the Rings, um, LCG. Uh, so that that completes that set, and that was that was pretty cool. So you were mad at that guy. You were like, I mean, you were he, he had he had days. stuff in the consignment store at full retail. Both Thursday and Friday, I'm like, what are you? Who's gonna Who's gonna buy this? But then, of course, they were left still there Saturday for me to go get it. So that that worked out. Yeah. Um, but they were ten bucks, which is not an insane deal, but they retail for fifteen, so it's thirty percent off. Right. So we'll go around one last time. If anybody has any final thoughts or anecdotes, or um, start with you, Mike. Yeah, just just I mean, it is good advice. This is the first. first I've been Gen Con like many years. And I've had time where I've got headaches or I've had some some mm-hmm. illnesses, but really the advice is to go the week before. Make sure you take care of yourself, get vitamins. That's and, good advice. And when you go, I know, like, when you go here too, we all get excited and eat carbo loads. We get alcohol oh, yeah. or whatever. And then like by today, I didn't even eat dinner. I'm just I'm tired of carbs. I want some fruit or vegetables yeah. or healthy. <laughs> like when you come here, plan on that. Take care of yourself a little bit. You're yeah, me. yeah. And that's that's really personal. Like. The way we spend Gen Con isn't how everybody spends Gen Con. Drinking. Yeah, some people go home. Yeah, absolutely. If you live close, you go home. You know? If you live, I don't, you know, wherever you live, if you're within proximity of attending Gen Con, I would strongly encourage you to give it a try. If you like, if you like gaming of almost any kind. You know, even if you just play a little Catan now and then, a little Carcassonne, a little Ticket to Ride, come give it a try. It's just a, a, a large convention center full of like-minded individuals. Just come Sunday. Pay, it's, I don't know what it is, like 20 $15. Come for $15. One I personally would recommend Saturday because... That's probably because, what a movie ticket costs in the city. Right. Yeah, I would I would recommend Sunday. Though it's a little packed. You can be sure that all the vendors will still be there. I know some of the vendors will pack up early on Sunday to get a head start on the weekend. But it'll it'll give you a sense of it without having to commit to the whole four-day That's true. Advantage. I will say on Sunday, there's a lot less people. But I would encourage anyone who has never been to give it a try. Just try it for once. You don't have to try the four-day. I would say that every every year for since I've been here, Sunday's been my family day. Like I, That's where I bring the girls, and we walk the entire hall. Mm-hmm. They have reduced hours from, like, I think it's 10 to 3 or something. And it takes, we are going back and forth the whole time. It takes all that time to cover the whole wall. And they love it. And I'll touch on that a little bit. Obviously, Sunday is the family day. That's when you get the family discount. So there's, some of the cosplayers on Saturday are, they can be a little risque if you're a little more conservative in that in mm-hmm. that view. That's true. So that, that aspect is cracked down on, on a little more strictly on Sunday. So you don't have to be so worried about that. Now, that being said, I personally don't think that's a huge concern for those of you that have families, but again, I would encourage you attend Gen Con. Just 29. You, 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 you got any final, final thoughts? 
Um, I think this is probably one of my favorite Gen Con so far. Mm. I really enjoyed Agreed. it. I enjoyed it. We have, I think our house was fantastic. Uh, I didn't drink so much that I <laughs> wasted an entire day. Today was a little iffy because I was struggling a little bit today. And Pat and I came back and both passed but, out. For yeah, two weeks. I just, but the, I the fatigue starts to, starts to build. Um, but I would say that uh, it's probably time to play some games. I, 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 I agree. <laughs> Let's Chris, play some games. Chris walked back out. Chris, do you have any uh, your own personal lessons for next year or other final thoughts as we, we wrap up this recording? Uh, tried to top this year. That was just amazing. I laughed so much. Yeah, drink uh, more. I usually do. No. I think drink about the same amount. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the struggle bus right this second. It's <laughs> late Saturday night. That's that's all right. It's right. Yeah. Just struggle. Yeah, it's funny. Most of, most of our group doesn't even go Sunday, which just blows my mind. Right. Sunday is the day when I enjoy no events. Yeah, we we, we have to drive. I'm going to see what kind of. I have to fly back to Florida. What kind of uh, re- requirements we have as far as as far as getting back home and, and relieving our, our sister from the chores while my our, our parents are out of town and they're covering the the puppy business up there? But um, yeah, I I don't think I have anything to add other than that. If you're if you're interested in gaming and you and it's you know not wholly impractical for you to for you to make it to Indianapolis this in the late late part of the summer, early August, give it a try. Do a, do a Sunday badge. It'll be it'll be good. So thanks everybody for for putting up with this during our prime game game playing time and 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 thanks every anybody who's listened to this show all the way through despite the the what I'm sure is crazy audio with cicadas and trucks coming by and, and all of that stuff and uh, Air Force helicopters and we will see you guys next week. Yeah, stay cool. It's a hot one out there. It it is it is warm. It is warm. All right. All right, everybody. Good night. Take it easy, everybody. Hey, guys. Dennis here one more time. Uh, Thanks so much for listening. Uh, This has been The Front Porch. It's technically episode 54, our uh, Gen Con live roundtable. Special thanks, as always, to Geek Scholars Movie News. Um, If you enjoy the show, you can go to our website, frontporchpodcast.com slash 54. There we've got show notes. I linked all the various games that everybody mentioned in the discussion. Um, If you enjoy the show, you can subscribe on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. And while you're there, if you leave us a review, that helps us out a lot. Um, If you stay tuned after this, there's some just raw feed of us. uh, We're talking to our buddy Pete about his um, Rising Sun tournament. But again, thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back on our normal show format next week. So uh, have a good night. We got, uh, we had a gentleman's drink in the bar, uh, yeah. and then four the and I walked the, walk the hall, I bought some things. I bought Petrichor, which is the cloud game, oh. and I bought Zephyr, which is a independent guy made a steampunk game. I played it, I, I uh, playtested it at PAX Unplugged last November in Philly. He had the whole version of the time, hold on. Oh, I guess pick it up. Pick it up.
I was told not to go on empty handed. I think that's what I'm saying. rising sun. What? Tell them about rising sun. The German? Yeah. Kind of weird. Um, I mean, it's a negotiation game with people that you don't know. You don't know. Yeah, it wasn't that negotiating. It was very just kind of like, hey, this line makes sense, and then you just kind of did it. The problem with it, too, was it was, uh, I didn't know. It was a six-hour time slot, and I thought, okay, that game can run kind of long. And, you know, it's a big publisher. They probably just wanted to make sure they had a nice big buffer of time. But I sit down, and they explain the rules, and like a Swiss round or something, they were like, there were six boards going, and, what are you? What is Swiss round? That's, 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 that's what I mean, like, I don't really know if that's the correct term. No, but I heard it today. They I know, so, it, they used it during I heard it somewhere, So too. this was, this is what the format was, they claimed it was a Swiss round. Um, everyone keeps playing. Well, yeah, so everybody, there was, there was a six tables, sit wherever, with whatever faction you want. The first game was whatever score you got in the first game reseeded you. Okay. But then highest overall score won the tournament. And that's a Swiss trap. Yeah, and so I didn't realize that I was gonna have to play back to back games of Rising Sun. Right. Because, you know, it's three PM and I've been playing Final Imperium eight AM and I'm like, I've got three or two Rising Sun games after this. (laughs) And then the other thing that's kind of sadly a long day without knowing yeah. Sure that it was. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, the, so this, real quick, the Swiss round thing is perfect for an accommodation because yeah. you pay money. Yeah. And, and what most people are used to is a single or double elimination tournament. Right. Where you lose, you're out. Yeah. The Swiss is you're scored and you're by your rank. Yeah. You know? And then that's reported. And everyone, everyone keeps playing. And you keep getting scores. And then after the set amount of rounds, whoever has the most points wins. Yeah. A lot of times, though, what will happen is that in these Swiss rounds is that they'll take the top three scoring people against the top three scoring people here, and they will play each other. That way you get similar matches. Yeah. That kind of stuff. That's what it was, yeah. Right. The problem with Rising Sun in that format, and one reason, because I accidentally bought two tickets for it, so I had to, I could have played it today, again today at three. Right. And the prizes were really fat. I don't remember specifically what they were, but it was, you know, like, uh, custom miniatures and all that kind of stuff for first and second. Third place was a $75 gift card to, like, that publisher's, like, swag shop. So third place was, like, 75 bucks. Still, still a decent price. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, and so the thing about writing some that's annoying to have a base on score, for example, is the first game I played, uh, one dude just ran away with it. He got like 84 points. Where the average, like a good score in that game was 50. So he just got a fat first round. But then the table, or the board that was all the highest scores, when I looked at it, it was a really low scoring game. His second game was a low scorer. And other tables had relatively high ones. So I would wager that I think the person who won played the first game with me and got like 47 and then he went to the second table with me too and he got, he did like an 80 something round in the second. And that's because Rising Sun has um, some of the actions you can take if you do 
that like train ability that lets you buy upgrades, yeah. those increase the scoring of the game overall because everybody gets an upgrade. Mm. And a lot of the upgrades are like, when you kill a unit, you get more points. When you do seppuku, you get more points. Right. And so I was tempted to play it again today and like metagame it pretty hard. That's what you should do. And explain to the table like, you guys, we're actually not playing each other. I mean, we are, but we're playing, you know, for points. Yeah. So anytime, all things being equal, if you can just bump up the force multipliers in the game to make it, you know, 50 points wins, 60 points wins, and everybody gets 10 more points as a result, that's actually a good move. And, but, you know, when it came down to, it was 1.30 and I wasn't feeling great, I was just like, I'm not going right. to do six hours of right. Yeah, it's, it's, an, it's an interesting sort of thing because I, I once played a Euchre tournament that did that, what, Swiss, Swiss, no, no, years and years ago. Um, but instead of playing full games, we would each play, like each play a hand and then, or a round. No, and record the scores, and then switch to another table, and do that, and then the scores added up. So you just you just keep playing yeah. that same way. What's a little annoying to me is the idea, and you said this about the legendary win a box tournament, which we did this morning, and we did end up beating the game. But you said in in the past you don't actually beat the game, and so you have to play it differently than you normally would. I mean, even in a even in a normal game, you're still playing for score. But it's funny because that's how I played it. To just kill it? Yeah, I, I was. I remembered your advice when you said basically, like, get as many victory you points. You always play you can, for victory points. You can. And it's kind of. That's what I did. I played your friend. You were aware of it too. You like, when the trash came, you were like, no, no, that's my point. Yeah. I was, and I was, I saw what you were doing too, like, kill the helicopters. Like they're big, that's, that's free money, baby. Right. Well, that's, that that's how the first round of Rising Sun, they said there was going to be a pretty tight, you know, yeah, after three hours, we're cutting this game off. It's, yeah, we're not you not. score, and then we're going to the next one. And we had a lot left to do with only five minutes. 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 Five the moderator was cool and was like, here's the deal, guys. I'm going to score everybody else, so you have that amount of time to wrap things up. And right. we kind of kicked it to another gear and right. and push through to the end. But My first year doing these kind of games or tournaments with this kind of stuff, I got frustrated because this isn't how I play. We're all having fun here. And then you realize there's prizes or there's a winner or there's wedding rights or whatever. And you sign on that this is the, the game and that's what you do. So that first year, you learn the metagame. Yeah. How do we get the points? Yeah. And then after a year of thinking about it, you come back. I kind of want to play it now and play it that way. Yeah. 